Well, this evening, as we continue our meditations on the, the Via Crucis, the way of the cross, um, Lord, we ask you, as we come before you, to, um, to help us walk along this way of the cross well, as we're considering walking the whole way of the cross. And uh, the way of the cross, the Via Crucis, it's not just a, a one-time thing, right? That's, that's, we're going to pray a little bit about that today. It's not just something that we um, that we do and we um, kind of quick little get it over with. You know, sometimes when we pray uh, the the way of the cross, the devotion, or when we pray you know, stations of the cross, it's otherwise called. We are. Um, it's just like okay, it's twenty minutes, it's a half hour, and then we're done, right? But with our with our life, then uh, as we walk with you, Lord, that that's not um, how this is supposed to be. That it's not that we just um, kind of do our thing and then move right on. Uh, rather, Lord, you call us to walk with you along this way of the cross, the Via Crucis, and to continue to walk with you. And it's um, it's a long it's a long way. In fact, it's the entire length of our life uh, that our whole life becomes a Via Crucis. That we're we're walking with you along this this entire way. Tonight, um, today, we consider these, um, the ninth and the tenth stops along the, the Via Crucis, the, the ninth and the tenth um, moments of, of pause and particularity to be um, united with you in these, Lord. And so um, the ninth stop along the Via Crucis is that uh, Jesus falls a third time. And St. Jose Maria in his meditations writes, uh, Our Lord falls for the third time on the slope leading up to Calvary with only 40 or 50 paces between him and the summit. Um, that were so close, right? And sometimes it's, it's, it's in view, like Calvary is, is in view. Now we know that um, ultimately the redemption is won on Mount Calvary uh, as our Lord is uh, nailed to the cross and dies on the cross and it's just the, the top of the hill is in view. The, the walking part of the via is, is coming to an end. Uh, but even with that in view, 40 or 50 paces, uh, just right over there. And, and our Lord falls um, this third time in, in utter exhaustion. Uh, that uh, just really walking through this with you, Lord, we really get that sense of of exhaustion, of just being so um, worn out and tired. I, I mean, it's the experience that, that you may have when, you know, doing push-ups until you actually can't, your, your muscles just, um, they get to the point where it, it just doesn't happen anymore. You just, you just can't push yourself up. You just can't carry this anymore. Um, and, and that total exhaustion and you know, uh, maybe we um, can feel like that often, where no matter no matter how much um, the the spirit is willing, as Saint Paul may say, the flesh is weak, and that we uh, just in our weakness we fall again. Um, that we we don't think we can make it, maybe the rest of the way. And so, considering this ninth stop along the way, gives us an opportunity to consider the virtue of perseverance, 
that we are called to persevere in uh, following our Lord and walking with him. And that we need um, this great virtue. We need to be willing to walk with our Lord all the way to the end and to not give up. Um, no, matter, no matter how tired, exhausted, frustrated we may be, no matter how many times we've fallen or failed, that we need perseverance uh, to continue to get back up and to, to walk with our Lord. We see um, the, the last chapter of The Way by St. Jose Maria is um, entirely dedicated to perseverance. And he writes at the beginning of that chapter, to begin is for everyone, to persevere is for saints. May your perseverance not be a blind consequence of the first impulse, but effect, the effect of inertia. May it be a reflective perseverance. A reflective perseverance. That it's not... Um, Perseverance is the stuff of saints, right? Saints, they, they persevere. We follow through. We really make a, a commitment to our Lord, to express this desire to walk with him on the way. And, and then we can't just be like, um, can't be like those roots in, in the gospel and the parable of the sower that uh, they sprang up quickly and, and with a certain, um, certain liveliness to them, they sprang up. It's that first impulse, but then, um, then they wither because they don't have any roots. We need deep roots in our spiritual life. We need, um, we need the deep roots motivated by, by love for our Lord, perseverance, um, that our perseverance is, is the stuff of saints. Uh, and it needs to be a reflective perseverance that, we, um, that we're... we're conscious that we need to pursue like this is it this is it's not trying to get back to initial uh enthusiasm in fact there's a there's another point uh in here um where saint jose maria writes my enthusiasm is gone you wrote me yours has to be a work not of enthusiasm but of love conscious of duty which means self-denial that we don't work on account of our enthusiasm. And if we maybe begin with a type of enthusiasm, that then it needs to give way to kind of the steady perseverance of love. That it's not just this kind of bubbly giggliness. No, no, no. There's a perseverance of love. And that's a strong perseverance. That's, that's the perseverance of, of the saints. Um, that's the deep abiding, even with the cross and with difficulties. Um, we're able to stick with it, Lord, out of love for you. Maybe with this entire coronavirus um, shutdown and the restrictions on our lives and the difficulties, maybe um, early on, particularly if we embrace this time, it's a time to be sanctified. Um, we, we may have really seen um, this as a, as a time uh, to grow. And maybe so we had maybe some enthusiasm at the beginning um, after we got over the initial shock. Maybe. Maybe that we really took uh, the time in the beginning. I'm going I'm to work hard, right? I had my list of books stacked, stacked high. Here's all the stuff I'm going to read during this time. And, um, 
hopefully we approached it with a supernatural uh, optimism. But now, now it's been whew, a whole 10 days and now we need perseverance and we're gonna need a lot more in what could be another at least another month without public masses and liturgies, without life returned to normal at least another month. Well, now we need perseverance. Now it's not just a, a bubbly enthusiasm, but it's got to be motivated by this, this deep, reflective desire to, to stick with our Lord through this. And that the initial impulse may have been, may have been nice, but now it's every day. It's every single day following our Lord. Unless you deny yourself and take up your cross daily and follow me. Not a single day off from the cross. In Laetitia, nulla dies sine cruce. Not a single day without rejoicing in the cross. And so we um, need to resolve as we contemplate this ninth stop along the Via Crucis to persevere, um, to stick with our Lord. Uh, that we're going to not give in to just, okay, fine. Everyone else is just binging on Netflix or Hulu or whatever at this time. I'm going to do the same. You know, I was going to study. I was going to learn. I was going to really work hard. I was going to take a lot more time for prayer. I was going to try to be charitable with my family. Um, I'm going to reach out to people digitally. But no, now that's, that's good for a week. But now Netflix and Hulu like everyone else. No, 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 no way. We need to persevere. Um, and what's the secret to perseverance? It's the very last point in the way. After all, all the different counsels in the way, the very last one. What's the secret of perseverance? Love. Fall in love and you will not leave him. Fall in love. This is the time. This is the time to fall in love with our Lord. To really give our heart over to him more daily. Fall in love with our Lord. That's a secret. If we're, you know, maybe we started with enthusiasm, bubbliness. Maybe now we want to try just grip on tight, right? To white knuckle it where we're just going to hold on with, with muscle. Like, no. On our Lord's third fall, it's not his muscles that get him back up. It's not, let me, this is not some kind of display uh, of superhuman strength, um, physical strength. How, how, would, how would superheroes do this? We're gonna, we're gonna fight it out, right? It's, I've noticed in superhero movies, it's just, the end of it's just a lot of fighting, right? All it is is let's just fight and fight and fight. And we're just gonna have fight. It's gonna climax with a big fight, right? Well, that's not how we do it. That's not what the Christian life is about. Let's just fight this one out. Right? Maybe that. Maybe we're transitioning from enthusiasm to just gripping on. That's not going to work. Now that'll that'll break. What is going to work? Love. We fall in love with you, Lord. We use this time to be more and more in love. We should be able to come out of this time in a month, two months, three months, however many months it is. It doesn't matter. Because we love you, Lord. If we love you, that's you love us. As we talked about last week, we, we carry our environment within ourselves. We carry you within us. We have your grace. So because we love you, we can fall deeper and deeper in love in this time. 
and you love us and you carry us through it. Secret of perseverance is not more strength. It's not fighting. It's not enthusiasm. It's love. And so along this stop on the way of the cross, we need to resolve to grow in love. As we look out at the time coming up, this time of maybe isolation of what could be boredom, this real time of the cross, when our muscles seem weak and tired and they just don't want to get up anymore. The only way, who's going to still be standing at the finish line? Those who love. So we ask our Lord, Lord, we ask you in this time of prayer to give us that love. Help us grow in love for you. So that at the end of this time, our love will have grown so much um, that in love with you, uh, we can get up again and keep on going along the way of the cross. And then we have the 10th stop along the way of the cross, the Via Crucis, um, which is that our Lord is, is stripped of his garments, that now arriving at the, at the top of the mountain, um, our Lord is stripped. And this is, you know, with crucifixion, um, someone was, was stripped of their garments, all of them. They were, um, that was it. It was all taken away. Every, every earthly comfort um, was taken away. And the soldiers stripped Christ of his garments. St. Jose Maria reflects on a passage from the prophet Isaiah. From the soles of his feet to the top of his head, there was nothing healthy in him. Wounds and bruises and swelling sores. They're not bound up, nor dressed, nor anointed with oil. Our Lord is at everything. Everything's taken away. Every, every human and material comfort is, is taken away. Uh, and what that, I believe, shows us, um, we can just turn to in, in this stop along the way, is the need for true Christian poverty, um, to really live the virtue of poverty in our lives, a real um, detachment, from from material things, uh, that this is a virtue which we need if we're going to walk the way of the cross. And this is something as we continue to be perfected in the way of the cross that we're willing to live um, in more and more of a way. Maybe starting out, like right at the beginning, this seems a little scary, but as we continue along the way, this becomes a reality of the Christian life, uh, that we need to be willing to live um, real poverty, that we allow those material things to not hold any uh, sway in our hearts, that everything is taken away from our Lord. Um, there, I mean, it's a sign too of his, um, the incarnation. Uh, and it's a sign that our Lord, you know, we read, we read it the night before he he took off his outer garments and he, he washed his disciples' feet. Um, and here now his outer garments are, are taken from him, but he had first taken them off. Um, some of the saints reflect that this is, you know, uh, him saying, no one takes my life from me. I, I freely lay it down. And so, Lord, at the Last Supper, when you um, did this, it's a sign that now as your garments are taken from you, none of this would happen if you hadn't willed it, if you hadn't allowed it. And that you could take it back up again at any moment. And so as our Lord strips himself 
of the glory of his divinity in his incarnation, which we celebrated this past week. He could take it up again in a single moment. We see that in the transfiguration. We see that in the garden where all he says is, I am, and the soldiers fall to the ground. It's that sign that, Lord, you could take this up whenever you want. Um, but he freely lays it down. And we, um, we need to freely lay down those comforts that we have in following him and a greater emptying for ourselves that we need to uh, freely give up. Uh, and we need to give up with poverty even good things, right? Like this is, this is one of the things that it's, it's not like, oh, well, let me give up just the excess, right? I, I have extra money in my bank account right now. I have a lot of extra money. So I, I can give away a little bit of my lot of extra. Like, no, we need to, we need to be prudent and intelligent. If we have responsibilities, um, family, children, you know, we need to be able to take care of them. And so we need to be prudent, but we don't give God our excess. You know, we, we give God from what we need. Um, we, we, give, we give it away. Even what we need, we can live with a low. I could buy the most decked out car ever, right? That's, that's what I want. I'm going to buy like the best. Um, and no, we, what do we need? Like what's, what's going what's gonna to be the sturdy thing, vehicle that's going to get me from point A to point B? Um, that's okay. Like that's, I can, I can do that. Well, isn't it okay to have a big, nice car? Sure, fine. It's not bad necessarily, but do I need it? To give up even good things. Uh, the virtue of poverty is that we, it becomes a virtue when even the good things, even legitimate pleasures, we can give those up. We can give them up out of love for you, Lord. And so we, um, we need to ask, you know, in, in our Lord being stripped of his garments, we ask him to help strip us um, of all attachments to, to material things. Uh, particularly, again, reflecting in this time, like I've become very attached to, to my phone and the computer that makes the live streaming possible. And those are good things and we need to have uh, technology. But tomorrow, if the Lord, if the internet stops working, and I think some people are a little afraid that that may happen, who knows? But okay, like if the internet stops working and these things become no more than just fancy pieces of plastic and glass, okay, like fine. It doesn't change that our Lord is still present. Uh, it doesn't change that the Holy Spirit is still active and working in our lives. It doesn't change any of that. And so if we're called to give that up, if we're stripped of that, then we can do that. We can give up whatever we need. And the things that we do keep, we, we have to live uh, with a real detachment. That I can be detached from, from anything. Now, it does no good to say, yeah, I, I'm detached from my daily, you know, expensive cut of filet mignon. Uh, but I, don't worry, Father. I'm, I'm detached from it, right? Like, no. Okay, it's just detachment. Detachment's the interior virtue, but what needs to go along with it then is an actual sacrificing, an actual giving stuff up. We need to, um, we should feel the, the pinch of poverty, just a little pinch, right? Not not big, not excited, not not foolish. We we read at the very beginning of of Lent to not um, go around, you know, no, anoint your head, like wash your face, 
look appropriate. Um, wear clean clothes, right? Have have sufficient clothing and um, food and you know house space and all that, but still the pinch of poverty that we don't we don't have everything we want. It's not good to get everything we want. No, um, and and then we'll grow not just to to have it and have it reluctantly, but in our Lord being stripped of his garments, we can learn to love holy poverty. You know, po- poverty can be St. Francis, our patron here, um, uh, it was, pro- poverty was, was his bride, right? It, she, it was lady poverty, right? It's something we can grow to love, real poverty. I remember reading a number of years ago, um, a book telling stories about our Holy Father, uh, who really lives this virtue in an incredible way. And um, it was a tremendous example of that. Uh, Pope Francis just liked being poor. And it wasn't for show or affection. Um, rather, I remember there was this one story that he was being interviewed for a book that they were writing. It was after the conclave that elected Pope Benedict and people were like, oh, we better learn who this guy is because uh, he emerges a major figure even then. And so um, the author was... Uh, called them. They were going to meet at a certain time and said, um, it was a raining day. I think it was a rainy day. Well, your eminence will send a car for you. He said, no, no, don't worry about it. And they're like, no, it's no problem. Like we'll send a car for you. Now, I don't know me. You're going to send a car for me on a rainy day. Like I'll take it. Yeah. Make, let's be sure it's a nice car too. Right. But what did, what our Holy Father do is a tremendous example. No, no, don't worry. Um, and he showed up, he rode the bus, right? The subway and the bus. And I really got the sense from that story that he liked riding the bus, um, that he, he grew to love seeing people on the bus and in the, in the subway, not being so removed from them in some fancy car with a paid driver, but that the Holy Father grew to love poverty and what real poverty allowed him to, to experience as a bishop and the people that he was able to meet uh, and and what the availability that, that that gave him. And so, you know, we should learn from our Holy Father in this way to learn to love real poverty. It may not always be easy. It's definitely not going to be convenient. Um, money can buy a lot of comfort, so it's not always going to be comfortable. But in the end, what's going to be the most important thing about our poverty is that we're with you, Lord, in our poverty. The more we're stripped of the material things that can numb us, that the comfort, you know, comfort, like, oh, I'm, I'm comfortable. So I'm not thinking about the fact that there's a deeper spiritual hunger that I should have. I should have that, that deeper spiritual hunger for you. And so we're, if we don't think about that because we're just comfortable. Uh, no, the, the want, the little pinch of poverty reminds me that ultimately my comfort is not in this world. Um, the riches that I store up will hopefully be in heaven. That we should each store up riches in heaven. Uh, that's, that's be rich in what matters to God, right? Let's, let's be rich in, in love for you, Lord. Comfort. I was talking to someone, it's interesting because who knows, this time actually may work very well. Uh, it's only been 10 days of kind of a cessation of normal public life. And, and someone was commenting in my presence, um, 
Like, they're just sick of TV already. Like, they're totally sick of TV. And I'm like, wow. Like, what? you're now the, I hope they stop watching it, right? It's not enough just to be sick. Hopefully you, you're sick of it, so you stop watching it, and you turn to more fruitful enterprises. But to see, like, you know what? Yeah, what did I get? I get to sit at home and watch TV for 10 days straight, you know, 16 hours a day. That, that's not heaven. Like, that's not ultimately what I want. Uh, and you, you'll see, we'll learn the emptiness of these things so much more in this time where we could have them in an unfettered way if we wanted. And so uh, along this 10th stop, along the, the way of the cross, we're getting close to the end here. It's important that we too be willing to be stripped of these comforts, that we be willing to be uh, detached from all earthly things, that we're not, we're not going to allow those, those earthly things to hold us down. St. Jose Maria writes, for us to reach God, Christ is the way, but Christ is on the cross. And to climb up to the cross, we must have our hearts free, not tied to earthly things. We need those free hearts if we're going to climb up the cross with Christ. So if in our lives there are these things that hold us back, that tie us, that weigh us down, uh, tonight we ask our Lord to, to remove them uh, from our lives, to give us the real detachment, freedom from them, uh, so that we can have free hearts with which to follow you, Lord. As we conclude this time of prayer, we turn to uh, Our Lady standing by the cross um, with her son. Uh, she's a model of all virtue, and so her perseverance that she she stood there she walked with him to the very end and she was standing there by the cross stabat mater dolorosa the sorrowful mother um stood by the cross of her son and that mary's a model of all poverty too she gave everything to the lord um she lived a real a real poverty herself and so she can teach us way well, a good mother can teach the a virtue mary um our mother we ask you to teach us the virtue of true poverty, of having hearts not tied to earthly things, but hearts focused on our Lord alone.